Welcome to the Kohani podcast from me, Isaac Mwema. This is where we build each other up in the faith so that we can be a holy and priestly people. This means that we strive for and are changed by God's presence while also influencing others to be changed by that same presence. Kohani podcast is supported by our friends and partners. One of the greatest testimonies to the story and the life and ministry of Jesus is that the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. So rejection means that God is setting you up to play an inevitable role in your rejectors lives. Once you are rejected, you die to your selfish agenda in the lives of your rejectors. And then and only then are you in a good place to show the glory of God to them. That's the inevitable role, whether they like it or not, they will see something of heaven in you that they won't argue with. It was a goodness and love and kindness that you showed when they were meanest to you. So when those people were mean to you, you were able to look past your selfish ambitions and what they did to you personally and that you're able to lift your eyes further ahead and that you express the law of love you showed goodness and love and kindness when you did need when you did not need to show it when they were mean to you and that when you when they're able to see that they're able to see that there is a quality here that is different there's a quality of heaven that is in this person so i'm saying an inevitable role in your rejectors lives because of the word foundation foundation is something that is needed in any building it is something that whether you want it or not it needs to be there so favor does not mean that everyone likes you it is that kingdom solutions are flowing from you whether your rejectors like it or not the bible says that you are a lamp that is showing light that cannot be hidden i'm paraphrasing meaning that you are sent by God to declare the excellencies of your father in heaven in every circumstance and especially in the circumstance where you're rejected we'll look at a few practical examples but we'll start by reading that verse about light and it's from Matthew chapter 5:14 to 16 saying that you are the light of the world a city set on a hill cannot be hidden nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket but on a stand and it gives light to all in the house in the same way let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your father who is in heaven so god has distinguished you in every scenario and especially the, those times when you're rejected to be a light that shines whether people like it or not they need light it is needed in every scenario whether you like it or not it is a solution so that people may see and so in those scenarios of rejection god can distinguish you to be an avenue to release godly wisdom and kingdom solutions that whether the enemy whether your enemies and your rejectors like it or not they need those solutions they need the insight that you have they need the revelation and the and the kingdom impact that flows from you we look at daniel as an example that from Daniel chapter 2 
that the king needed an, an interpretation to the dream. It was quite difficult for the magicians and the sorcerers to interpret this dream because first of all the price that was to put on, to be put on their heads was so high that the king would tore them limb by limb if they didn't tell him the dream and give its interpretation. And that we're told verse 12 and uh, 14 that because of this the king was angry and very furious and commanded that all the wise men of Babylon be destroyed. So the decree went out and the wise men were about to be killed and so they sought Daniel and his companions to kill them. So there was an opposition to Daniel and his companions. There was a rejection already. But this is how Daniel replied. He replied with prudence and discretion. And he reached out to Arioj, who is the captain of the king's guard, who had gone out to kill the wise men of Babylon. And that through that act of faith, that Daniel did not see that, oh, I'm disadvantaged, or oh, we are about to be killed, or oh, already we are in exile, and so I will just shrink and, 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 and cover myself up. No, but he was a man that moved in undeniable faith knowing that God can grant him favor before the king. So inevitable solutions were needed in that kingdom before Nebuchadnezzar because the magicians sought to kill Daniel and his companions. So instead of Daniel wallowing in fear, he moved in faith and God revealed the dream and Daniel and his companions were promoted over the affairs of Babylon. And he did not stop there. We know that in Daniel chapter 6, we're told that Daniel became distinguished above all other high officials and satraps because an excellent spirit was in him and the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. Then the high officials and the satraps sought to find a ground for complaint against Daniel with regard to the kingdom, but they could not find no ground of complaint or any fault because he was faithful and no error of fault was found in him. So this is when they went to convince the king that they should put a decree that whoever does not pay tribute to him in terms of worship, worshiping the, the king in the next few days, then they should be thrown in the lion's den. And that they found Daniel burdened in prayer after this. He went to pray and that when they found him praying, they set him up before the king and he was thrown in the lion's den. So after Daniel was released from the den, this was the result. We are told in Daniel 6.28 that Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus the Persian. So Daniel had no time wallowing in self-pity and hating his rejectors. He was too busy trusting in God. We look into the example of Esther and Mordecai that they dared to believe God in a time of great Jewish rejection and exile. That Esther was distinguished of the virgins and she was crowned as queen. And Mordecai encouraged her not to wallow in self-pity but to plead to the king to release uh, the Jews and she was favored. In fact, Mordecai reminded her that perhaps you are here for such a time as, as this. And all the opposing parties like Haman could not stop a prayerful and faithful people that Esther and Mordecai looked beyond their slavery and circumstances and were solution givers to the house of Israel. And therefore Mordecai was also distinguished in the place of Haman. We remember the story of Joseph. Uh, we are told in Genesis um, that Joseph was 
sold away by his brothers because he was highly favored by his father and that also he continually had dreams of God's favor that was coming in his life that his destiny was to provide a solution to his family and that many people will have to will have to come under his authority and have, under his leading and that his his brothers did not like that they did not like the fact that there is a favor that is welling up in this young boy and therefore would rather sell him so that he does not come to rule over us but in genesis chapter 50 joseph says to his brothers many years later as for you you meant evil against me but god meant it for good to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today so do not fear i will provide for you and your little ones so joseph's rejection gave way for so many people to be saved in israel that's what we have been talking about that when you look beyond your rejection when you look beyond the things that are happening to you when you look beyond your disadvantage and the injustice that is happening to you there are solutions that god has set you up to give to people and to the kingdom of god so joseph was a kingdom solution giver because he positioned himself for god's glory other solutions were given in terms of famine that joseph was just this continuous generator of solutions you remember at one point that he interpreted the king's dream and that they came up with a strategy to survive famine by storing food for seven years saving up food for seven years and then seven years the trout came and they didn't feel it another time moving by godly wisdom joseph prospered in the house of potiphar even when there were temptations like potiphar's wife he remained faithful and even in prison and god used him mightily we remember at one point also that joseph in his wisdom that god had provided for him he decided that in a time of plenty he would buy food and buy food and buy food and when the time of famine came many people had the money but they could they did not have the food because it was stored in joseph's house therefore they traded in their money and when they could not have any more money what they had were their livestock and so they traded all their livestock and so the livestock was with joseph for and and the food they ate they consumed and they finished and therefore during a time when they had nothing at all then joseph bought all the egyptians and their lands and therefore it was through that that god bible says that god multiplied the house of israel in egypt so therefore this was a huge solution giver to the house of israel and this was because he did not spend time wallowing in self pity asking himself why he was sold by his brothers or why he has come to a foreign land or why he did not have a life like any other child that he was uh, opposed and he was sold by his own brethren that he was di- disadvantaged and injustice had happened to him he did not have time for that he was too busy trusting in god being faithful moving in godly wisdom accepting that the past had already passed and that the future is yet to come and therefore god used him mightily in the house of israel so wherever joseph managed it prospered it started from potiphar's house up to being a pharaoh he had dreams of god's great favor on his life even before he was betrayed and sold to the ishmaelites and that was the story of his life so rejection is therefore a sign of great favor in your life 
from the stories that we have read. Rejection is a sign and a symptom that God has placed great favor in your life. The Bible says that Jesus grew in wisdom and favor before God and man. This was the period between his childhood and his ministry. So in his ministerial times, we can therefore conclude that Jesus was a man of great favor because heaven would move at the sound of his voice. So Jesus was not rejected because God left him, but because he was with him. It was because he had great favor. The Bible tells us severally that the world will hate us and reject us as we preach the gospel. The only solution that God cares to give us is his presence. John 16, 33, that in this world you will end your persecution, but do not fear, but that I have overcome the world. That means I've gone ahead of you. You are following after my footsteps, that you are in the right company, that if the world rejects you, in fact, it means that you have grown in wisdom and in favor. There is something of God in you that they naturally do not even know. They might not even know, but there is something of God in you that they are hating. So the enemy knows what is on the other side of rejection. And so he will keep you focused on your own agenda. That is the need to be wanted, the need to be liked, the need to be listened to, the fear of being an underdog or a misfit. And also... He will keep your eyes on how crappy your rejectors are with all their weaknesses. So he will keep you in this circle of selfishness and judging others that you forget the kingdom agenda. So the, the enemy will keep you focused on your own agenda. During your rejection, he will keep you focused on your own agenda that you forget the kingdom's agenda. So a trade of wills will have to be done as it was in the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus prayed, not my will, but yours be done so that God's glory may be revealed through you. From the examples that we have seen, these are men that traded their own will, their own selfish ambition and interests, and were, and they were decided and they were focused on looking on forward to what God has for the sake of providing solutions to the house of Israel. So when you die to your own expectations and human ambitions, God vindicates you. So the spirit of rejection lifts. It lifts up by you realizing the cornerstone role that God has set you to play in your rejectors' lives. That without the need to prove anything, without the need to fear anyone, and without the need of hiding anything, when you have reached that place where there's nothing to expect or gain for yourself, but you are fully given to the glory of God, then you're a right candidate to be a solution giver that your rejectors would not reject. That when you give yourself to fulfill the commandment of love that sets you apart, godly wisdom flows from you. So when you're able to die to your own need of vengeance, to your own need of showing your rejectors a piece of your mind, when you're able to die to those human affectations and human demands, there's an avenue for God to show your rejectors his glory, that the solutions that will flow from you, even your rejectors didn't know that they needed them, but they will need them. That was what the examples that we were given showed. The opposers of Daniel didn't even know that they needed his solutions, but they needed it at the end. That he was a man that flowed in godly wisdom. 
Joseph being rejected. He was a man flowing in godly wisdom and solutions. And that the Israelites and even his own family that sold him, they didn't even know that they would need him at some point. But he was an inevitable solution to their lives. So, but this happens when you're able to go past your own selfish agendas and embrace God's agenda. So realize that you're a son and a daughter of God. And then you will conquer the spirit of rejection. You will have to fight to rest, as we are told in the New Testament. So fight through your ego. That's what it means. Fight through your your selfishness. Fight through your human limits to remember who you are in the middle of rejection. The battle is to remember who you are in the midst of rejection. The enemy wants you to forget who you are in any competition, whether it's boxing or football. The main strategy of the enemy is not to allow you who you naturally are. Because if they allow you to shoot the way you shoot, if they allow you to swing the ball the way you swing the ball naturally, they know that they are not able to deal with you. But they will want to do something to distract you. They want to do something to make you to behave lower than who you are so that they can defeat you. But this was Jesus' mindset on the cross. Eli, Eli, lama sabachthanini. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Father, forgive them for they don't know what they are doing. Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. So Jesus in the midst of rejection and mockery was very cautious of his identity and the presence of his father. Joseph also found a way to show love and generosity and forgiveness to his brothers who rejected him. So these are people whom in the midst of rejection and in the midst of great persecution were able to see beyond their own hearts and their own, and their own bitterness and be able to, to portray and to show a love and a kindness to forgive and to show compassion that even when the enemy is meanest, when they are very mean to you, that you're, able to, you're still able to show that kindness, that kind of character, that kind of pushing on, that kind of, of, of zeal to still pursue the law of love when you are disadvantaged and in injustice. It proves something of the Spirit of God in you and it commands the heavens to open solutions for your sake in that scenario. So if you find the Spirit of rejection in your life, Pray that God changes your vision to see beyond your offenses and to see that there is something of heaven that God wants to release through you to your rejecters' lives. We've been taught severally that the cure for rejection is seeking favor from God. But how about we look at at it this way, that we already are favored by God according to scripture. The Bible says that we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. That's a favor place of great favor that we have come to the commonwealth of israel that we have come unto mount zion the city of the living god and therefore the solution is in realizing that the source of rejection is because the enemy can already see god's favor in your life and therefore we overcome by faith that god is on our side and that he has favored us so that we walk in the law of love confidently without expectations or attachments I'll finish there while praying for you that if you're facing any kind of opposition and rejection in your place of work, in the marketplace of your ministry, that God would enable you to see beyond your offenses. Lord, I pray for these dear ones who might be hurting right now from 
many instances of opposition and rejection. That Father, may you open the eyes of their hearts to see beyond offense, to see beyond bitterness, and that, O oh Lord my God, their hearts would be free to walk in the law of love, to love their neighbor as themselves. The Lord, and as they are doing that, as they are walking in love and in great kindness and forgiveness, that they are piling a call on their enemy's head. And that, Lord, through your great favor in their lives, they will be able to provide a solution to their enemies that their enemies didn't even know that they need. And that, Father, we pray that today you shall distinguish them, give them an excellent spirit as that of Daniel, distinguish them like Esther, make them, O God, to abound like Joseph, O God, in times of famine and trouble, to be solution givers in your kingdom, all to the glory of your name, to shine forth their light, that they may show forth the glory of their Father in heaven. And even as, Lord, we pray for the sick to be healed as a command as we preach the gospel, the Lord, we pray for everyone that, Lord, is feeling feverish right now, everyone that is feeling pain in the bone and in the marrow, various parts of the flesh, headaches that don't go, my God, lift them up by the power of the Holy Spirit. We thank you and we give you the praise in Jesus' name.